Good morning, everyone. We're so glad that you're watching and that you're online, and we're expecting to have a good worship service today. And uh, I love the snow, and so if you're enjoying the snow, even if you're looking at it out your window, that's an awesome thing. But whatever you're doing there this morning, we're getting ready to worship, and it's going to be a good, good morning here at Salem Fields. Yeah, we are glad that you have chosen to worship online with us today. It's going to be a great message today and great worship and you know, you're just a blessed. We're blessed to be home and safe and, you know, in our warm pajamas and uh, eating snow cream. And you're not at pancakes. home in your warm pajamas and eating I w- snow cream. I don't wear pajamas. I do my underwear. Oh, I wear pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys, uh, worship with us this morning, and we know that it will be a blessing. And this is all about unlocking God's blessings in your life. And I can't wait to see how God blesses you when you learn the key to unlocking those blessings. Hey everyone, thanks for braving the snow. Let's stand together and let's worship tonight.
knees and shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Lives made whole, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' name. Chains will fall, prisons shake at the sound of Jesus' name. Lives made whole, hearts awake at the sound of Jesus' It's warm in here, isn't it? Y'all warm? Or is it just me? Oh, I'm hot. Okay. Um, well, I just want y'all to say hi to somebody. Shake hands. How's this going? Finish 
thank you so much that you've given us those promises and when we're in relationship with you God you have to keep those promises and so we thank you for that father I pray that we would be people that would take courage 
and realize that you are always the same. You have been in the past, the present, will be in the future, that we can trust in you. And so, Father, thank you for the snow outside. We know that it might cause some difficulties for some, but for others, it's just joy. And so we delight in you, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness, your blessings. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. We just thank you for who you are. And tonight, Lord, as we gathered together like this, I just pray that each one of us will have an open heart, a surrendered heart, to hear what you'd have to say to each one of us. And that we would be changed, we would become more like you because of it. We give you all the honor and all the glory for everything that happens here tonight. We want your name to be lifted up, Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. Well, we've got a big event coming up this next weekend, and this is LJ over there. Come on over, LJ. And uh, she's going to tell you about winter retreat for next weekend. All right. Good evening. I said, I'm creature of habit. It's amazing how your mind works. I greeted Buddy and I said good morning uh, just because I'm usually here at nine o'clock in the morning. So um, hi again, I'm LJ. I'm here to talk to you about Winter Retreat. It is an awesome event where around 500 students um, from all around Virginia and the Nazarene churches will come to Salem Fields and um, it's just a wonderful time for them to have fun, to connect, to have fellowship. And so there's some different things going on because of that. Um, that weekend, Saturday night, we will not have a service. And we encourage you to come to the 11, well, you come to the 6 o'clock service on Saturday. But if you're here because you wanted to be here in case we don't have church um, tomorrow, then if you're a 9 o'clocker, please think about coming to the 11 o'clock unless you want to be in here with a couple hundred students, which is exciting. I like it. Um, but if you'd rather not, then 11 o'clock would be your service to come. Um, in addition, we are also in desperate need of volunteers because of all of the activities that we'll have going on. So we have some that are on-site, some are that are off-site, um, and we could just really, really use support with volunteers. And if you're interested in doing that and are willing to come in, it's just a few hours of your time, um, email students at salemfields.com, and we can provide you with the list of activities so that you can check it out and see, you know, well, I'd like to just do Gaga Ball, or um, we have an ice skating rink, um, just different kind of things, a suicide walk on Saturday morning as well that you could participate in and kind of help along the way. So um, if you are interested, again, just students at Salem salemfields.com. Thank you. She is an incredible youth leader. We're so thankful to have her, and she's just back there almost all the time. Whether you know her or not, she has been here for years and has done an incredible job with our youth ministry. So thanks so much, LJ. Okay, a good time to check in to Facebook and say, hey, we're here tonight in spite of the snow and encourage people to watch about tomorrow morning and notifications will go out about the nine o'clock and the 11 o'clock in the, in the morning directing uh, what will actually happen here. So if you check in on Facebook and people would see that we're actually having a service, they can go online and watch tonight or they can go online and watch tomorrow as well. And we may even show up here tomorrow morning. We've only canceled one time in 24 years. And so the likelihood of canceling is very, very low. But on the other hand, there is a possibility of that as well. So if you're a first time guest with us tonight, 
Uh, I don't know if you are, but if you are, we're so glad to have you here, and that was really brave of you to come out. You took courage, and uh, there's, we've got a little gift for you as you walk out the door uh, that we'd just like to say thank you for being here. And uh, online, if you've never been here and come here for a service, come on over, and we'll give you that little gift as well. Also, your connection card is in your program, and you can use that to communicate with us in any way that you need to. Uh, prayer requests or uh, updating your data or data, whichever way you say it. And <laughs> and uh, that was only funny to me. All right. We're going to take our tithes and offering in just a few moments. And uh, when that happens, the baskets will go by. There's a variety of way to give, a variety of ways to give, and you can see up there what those are. And uh, we're so thankful for your faithfulness and your tithes and offerings. Night to Shine is coming up. Everyone know what Night to Shine is? It's just an incredible time. It's Tim Tebow's organization that uh, has a prom and kings and queens here for a night. And uh, it's happening, and we've gotten a lot of volunteers, but we still can take more volunteers, uh, buddies, and uh, everything to make Night to Shine happen. You can go out to the table tonight and sign up, or you can go online, and we just want to encourage you to be part of Night to Shine. Okay? All right, we're going to have a membership class, <laughs> and the membership class is really, really important. Uh, if you've never gone to a membership class, this, is, this uh, helps you understand what Salem Fields is all about. Rich teaches that, and it's just a good time to decide if you want to connect with this body or not. Even if you don't become a member, which is really not that big of a deal, uh, but at the same time, uh, if there's ever any voting that comes up, you get to be part of that. But uh, it just tells you about what Salem Fields Community Church is all about, the vision and the mission of this place and ways that you can connect. And really, you know what, you're not going to grow spiritually unless you connect to a body of Christ somewhere, whether it's here or someone else, somewhere else. It's really, really important to connect to the local church. And so you'll find out everything that you need to know about Salem Fields. So there are the times, and uh, that's all you need to know about that. All right? Yes, the giving statements are on online, and, uh, you know, you can download those and you can print those off for your taxes and if you have any questions at all I think they'll be answered when you go right there uh, salemfields.com slash giving and it will answer your questions okay anybody have any questions okay thank you good night <laughs> let's continue to worship
seated. Oh, you are. <laughs> you guys are way ahead of me. Hey, I forgot to say to those online, if you are giving tonight, you can press that little green button. Or tomorrow, if you're online, you can push that little green button and give. And also on your app, you can give as well. So it's really important that you continue to uh, be faithful in your giving. And we have ways that we can do that even if we're not in this building, so that's an awesome thing. Well, uh, I heard one time that up in heaven, there are many, many rooms and the doors are kind of locked and it's stocked full of blessings. And uh, some, uh, 
somebody was in heaven and they were saying, well, what's behind those doors? And they said, it's all the blessings that God wants to give to people, but they just haven't unlocked him, unlocked those yet. Did you realize that we can unlock the blessings that God has for us? Isn't that incredible? And uh, Buddy's going to talk about that tonight, how there's a reservoir of blessings in heaven, and God wants to pour those out on us. And he's going to talk to us tonight about one way that we can unlock the, that reservoir of blessing. Watch this. Hi, I'm Kathy, and I've been coming to Salem Fields for about four years. I have avoided the tithing throughout those years, but last year I decided to look into it and calculate my expenses, and I went for it, and I'm glad I did. It took me a few months to adjust. I did find myself overspending, but I have managed to adjust. I do have um, three children and seven grandchildren, so it gets a little complicated during holidays and birthdays, but I'm able to maintain it and I'm happy that I do it. I've been very blessed over the year. I've managed to get a new place. Um, I've got a new truck and um, I feel like I'm growing with my relationship in the church. Hey, it's good to see you now. Lights are up. I'm glad you're here. Uh, you know, you guys are the brave ones. It's uh, interesting. Uh, that you're here tonight. And uh, you know what? Uh, those of you online, we're glad you're there as well. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this message, and uh, Flip Wilson told a story about a preacher who was trying to get his people to be more enthusiastic, you know what I mean? Uh, about their church. And uh, the, the preacher said in his sermon, if this church is going to go anywhere, it's got to learn how to crawl. People said, let it crawl, Pastor, let it crawl. And then he said, after it learns to crawl, it needs to learn to walk. And, and the people said, let it walk, Reverend, let it walk. The preacher got excited and said, after this church, after this church learns to walk, it has to learn to run. And the people shouted back, let it run, Reverend, let it run. And then he said, if this church is going to run, it's going to, have to, it's going to take money. And the people said, let it crawl, Reverend, let it crawl. <laughs> That's for those online. <laughs> can you, can you, anyone guess what we're going to talk about tonight? Money. If you answered money, you're partly right. But in reality, I'm going to talk to you about the power of the blessing of God. We'll talk about the power of the blessing of God. Actually, you cannot talk about the blessing of God without talking about money. You can't. You see, money is critically important. Our attitude towards money and, and how we manage it is the foundation that sets the stage for every other aspect of our spiritual lives, especially when it comes to the blessing of God. Now, and if our understanding of money lays the foundation for our spiritual lives and the blessing of God, then tithing is where we need to start. But you know, after 25 years of preaching and preaching a couple times a year on, on giving, a whole lot less than Jesus talked about it, but I, I feel like the rookie police officer who during an examination was asked what strategy he would use to disperse a threatening crowd. And his answer was this, I'd take up a collection. <laughs> or you'd have a snowstorm. I'm gonna get y'all yet tonight. Y'all can sit out there and just look. I know online y'all really, really into it. You know what? God called me before Christmas to talk about the blessings, the power of blessings, and, and, and what comes along with that. So our text today is from 
Malachi chapter 3, starting with verse 6. He said, the Bible says, I, the Lord, do not change. God's saying, I'm the same yesterday, today, and I will be the same forevermore. I do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Verse 7, ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. And God said, return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. But you ask, how are we to return? And the Bible says, will a mere mortal God, a mortal rob God, yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? And God said, in tithes and offerings, you are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Father, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us to gather here in this place tonight. And Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would just minister mightily. Lord, I pray that you would bless uh, those that are here tonight. I pray, God, that you'll bless those that are online tonight and those that will be online tomorrow, God, if this so happens to be the message tomorrow, I pray, dear God, that you would pour out your spirit upon Salem Fields Community Church. I pray, dear God, that you would bless each and every person that, uh, that calls this church their church. And Father, even beyond that, to every person in every church in our community, God, uh, that uh, has experienced your blessings in their life. Father, we pray tonight that you would just lead God and direct and open our hearts to receive all that you have for us. Now, the people of Malachi's day had treated God badly by robbing him, uh, uh, by robbing from him, and they had become bored with God. Their worship had turned from relational to ritual, and, and we need to be careful of that even today. As a result, they offered blemished sacrifices. In other words, they, just, they were offering just any sacrifice, uh, and God wanted an unblemished sacrifice, and the people were offering blemished sacrifices sacrifices. The priest had become unfaithful. Divorce was commonplace and easy. Uh, their words wearied God. Businesses were defrauding their workers, cheating their customers, taking advantage of widows, orphans, and aliens. And I say, what has changed? <laughs> Just all about that But when you think about that. But the most disturbing treatment of God, uh, that Malachi, was that they were robbing God. They were robbing God. How were they robbing God? The Bible says by withholding their tithes, by giving the worst instead of the best, by giving the least, not the most. Their attitude was, how little can I give and still keep God happy? Now, I want to start tonight by answering the question, what is the tithe? Now, when we talk about tithing and the tithe, we're not using terms that are very common today. I think Greg called it teething. What did he call it? Tithing. Tithing. At, uh, at our uh, first uh, week last week, he talked a little bit about that. And he said, new Christian says, what's it all about this teething, th tithing. tithing thing? <laughs> so we're talking about uh, tithing. <laughs> anyway, now I'll be all messed up. When we talk about tithing and the tithe, we're not using terms that are too common today because it was, it's not a common word. Simply put, the word tithe means the 10th part. Another way to say it is that the tithe is 10%. So when you talk about tithing, we mean offering 10% of our regular income. You know what? You know, some people say, well, I tithe, I give $20. Well, that may not be a tithe, that may be an offering. There's a difference between the tithe and the offering. The offering is 10% 
of our income, and an offering is anything above the 10%. So if we say, well, I'm tithing, I'll give $10 every week, well, we're giving an offering every week. God is talking about uh, the tithe. Some people ask me, they say, should I tithe off the net or off the gross? And I always just say it depends on whether or not you want a net blessing or a gross blessing. So it's, a, you know, it's, it's kind of our, our choice. But Amalekai is talking about giving that 10% specifically to the storehouse, meaning the local church. Tithing has always been the floor, not the ceiling when it, giving, when it comes to giving, of giving back to God. In other words, tithing is the place that we begin, not the place to end up uh, giving. Larry Burkett said, as best as I can tell, God never asked less than 10% from anyone but if that bothers someone, I can see no reason why you couldn't give twice as much if you desire. You see, God formally introduced tithing in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant Law of Moses. The tithe was to be offered to the priest and was, be, was to be used to support the priest and the Levites. And as with most of the laws uh, of the law, God's people weren't very good at keeping up with the law. They weren't very good at this thing of keeping up with the tithe. Then at the very end of the Old Testament, God talks about the tithe through the old covenant prophet Malachi, and he reveals two huge promises that are attached to the spiritual act of tithing. Listen to what he says. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. And then in verse 11, you see the second promise. He says, I will prevent the pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Now, a few years ago, I don't know, how many of you remember the Pepsi challenge? Anybody remember the Pepsi challenge? Who might remember that? Anybody might remember that? Raise your hand if you're online. Okay. So we got two or three people that remember the Pepsi challenge. The Pepsi challenge was Pepsi asked their consumers to compare their brand of fizz with that of their chief rival, Coca-Cola. Now you remember? Anybody remember? Howard, I don't know how you could ever say you remember. They said, we believe that our fizz tastes better than your fizz. In other words, they were challenging uh, the people to say, just taste it, just taste our Pepsi, and you will see that our fizz tastes better than that of our competitors. So just try it and prove it. God does something in relation to the tithe that he never does anywhere else in the Bible. He asks us to test it. Yeah, he says, test me in this says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Now God here in this passage of scripture, he beats us to the punch. He says, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. He says, when we open our hearts, when we open our hearts and our wallets to test him with the tithe, he says that he will throw open the floodgates of heaven and then we can experience the power of his blessings that we will not have. So much of the power of his blessings, the Bible says we'll not have room for them. In other words, when I think of that, we're going to have to build a room on the house. Or we're going to have to get a bigger truck. Or we're going to have to do something 
because we're going to be in trouble because God wants to pour out so much blessing on us that we're not going to have room for us and it's going to create a problem in our life. And that problem is we've got to find room for it. I think that's a pretty good problem. You see, when, when, the, when we tithe, it enables God to take action on our behalf. He slowly unlocks the power of blessings in our life. The best example, and I was thinking about, man, I'd love to be able to have an example of, so people could just see and get a taste and get a feel of the power uh, of the blessing that God wants to pour out in our life. You know, Gay said it earlier, God has a reservoir. God has a reservoir of blessings that's all stored up for his people. I mean, you know, Gay says there'll be rooms up there in heaven where uh, she was taught, where, where there's just stored up blessings where we didn't claim them, we didn't unlock them, we didn't take advantage of them. Because you see, with every, with every promise that God says to us, there's something that we need to do on our part. And so there's this whole reservoir of blessings that are stored up for us. And when we begin to tithe, God releases those blessings. And I think it kind of looks like this when, when he releases those blessings. I mean, the power of the blessings of God in our life. You see, the uh, blessings, uh, plans, our plans will succeed. That we will have peace. We will have hope. And we will have a future. We will, God will supply all of our needs. He'll supply, he'll supply our food. He'll supply our clothing. He'll supply our shelter. He'll supply our shoes. He'll supply our socks. He'll supply our underwear. He will supply all of our needs. He will supply our doctor and our dental bills. He will supply our braces. He will supply our college tuition. God will supply our electric bills. God will supply our water bill. God will supply our car payments. God will supply every need that we have. But we have to take action. He will, he will bless us with good health. He will bless us uh, wherever we go. We will lack nothing. Prosperity, he will bless us with good things. He will bless us with righteousness. We can share in God's happiness. We, God will put us in charge of many things. He will, he will bless us with wealth, with favor, successful success in all that we do. He will bless us with comfort. These are all from scripture. He will equip you with everything good. Your children will be blessed. He will deliver you in the day of trouble. You will have every spiritual blessing that is a yes in God and Jesus Christ and yes and amen. He will bless us in everything we will do. He will bless us as a shield. He will be our protector. He will be our comforter. He will be our guide. He will bless us with long life. But we have to unlock those blessings. You know, people say, well, God doesn't bless me. Now I want to cut to the chase. You see, God just made a deal with you and I that we can't refuse. I mean, we can't refuse if we believe, if we believe God. If, if you take that verse at face value, then there can be only one reason why a believer in Jesus doesn't tithe. Only one. Only one reason. If you're not tithing tonight, if you're not giving God 10% of your income, there's only one reason, I believe. And that is you don't believe God. You don't believe him. You trust in, your, you trust in yourself more than you trust God. And I say to a person that doesn't tithe, then you're on your own when it comes to the blessings of God. You're on your own. 
I got to tell you, and, and I don't see every uh, request for financial help that come in, but I can guarantee you that 90 99% of the people that come in for financial help do not tithe. We ask that question, and they don't tithe. We very seldom get people that tithe that need to ask for help. They might run into a temporary problem. I mean, people that tithe usually say, you know what, I'll pay you back. I'm just in a bad place right now. But most of the people that come to us for financial help do not tithe. They're trusting in themselves. They're trusting in blessing themselves and taking care of themselves. And they're saying, God, I can do this without you. Without you. I can do it without you. Because they don't believe God. You see, they don't take God at his word. Now, now we're getting to where the rubber really hits the road. Tithing has nothing to do with your finances. Because all of you thought, well, he's going to talk about money tonight. It has nothing to do with your finances. It has everything to do with your faith. It has everything to do with your faith. You see, if you don't hear anything else I've said or believe anything else I've said, I hope and pray you'll believe this. Tithing is not God's way of getting something from you. And I got to tell you this, tithing is not the church's scheme that we've set up to say if people tithe, we can pay our bills. Tithing is not, you're not tithing so that God can get something from you. I saw an illustration I was going to use it, but I decided not to. But it, it was a guy, this guy brought him a dozen donuts. He was studying, and the, his friend brought him in a dozen donuts and, and, uh, and gave it to him and said, here, this will help you out. You can eat these donuts. The guy started eating the donuts. He said, man, these donuts are really good. And he was eating them. The guy said, well, they brought the donuts. said, well, I got to go. He said, can I have just one donut? I said, no, these are my donuts. You can't have one of these donuts. And that's kind of how we view God. God gives us everything we own, and God asks for a donut. We say, no, God, these are my donuts. If, if I give you one of these donuts, then I won't have enough donuts to get to, through this studying that I'm having. And we say to God, God, if I give you the 10% that's really yours because you gave me everything and all you want is 10%, what we say to God is, you know what, God, I can't get by without this one donut. And so we say to God, okay, God, I'm a, I, I got this. I got this, God. And then we struggle and we struggle and we struggle and we go without blessings and we keep those blessings all stored up. And I'm saying to you tonight that this, has no, this is not God's way of getting something from us. It is God's way of giving something to us. You see, here, here's the way it works. And, and you know, maybe every one of you here tithe tonight, but I don't believe everybody online today or tomorrow does. But when you put God first in the area of your finances, God gets involved in your finances. And God blesses it. And God makes sure that we cannot outgive him. Another area of promise where God acts on our behalf is he prevents the devourer from chipping away at our finances. Fortunately, when we tithe, God unlocks something else in the spiritual realm. God steps in and he actively rebukes the devourer, in other words, the devil, on our behalf to keep our blessings from being drained off by all sorts of things that's beyond our control. Now, now think about it. How much of what you spend your money on seems frivolous to you? I mean, you know what I mean? The car breaks down. The dishwasher starts leaking. The hot water heater goes out. 
you know, the, the unexpected stuff that leaves us frustrated. That's a devour, the devour, moving in on our finance. That's the enemy coming in to chip away and chip away and chip away at our blessings. And, and, and the promise that God gives us in the Bible says, when I tithe, he says, I will prevent the pest. Now, we don't have many crops. I don't know how many farmers we have here today, but I don't think there's any. I, prevent pests, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops, and the vines in your field will not drop the fruit before it is ripe. And what God is saying, you know what, that transmission that's going out in your car, I'm going to take care of that. You know, I, I, I thought about, I went back to West Virginia and I was a, I, I was a student pastor. I went back to, way back to West Virginia, places I've never been. And uh, I did a little youth revival back there. And I was coming home and I looked on my back window. True story. And there was transmission fluid on my back window. I said, uh-oh, I was coming down that big old mountain out of Beckley, West Virginia on 64. And I said, I'm in trouble. I stopped my car. And I got out and I prayed, God, you got to stop that transmission leak. I want to make it home. And Lord is my witness, never had another minute's trouble with that. Never had another minute's trouble with that truck. I ran that thing until Jody got it. No, I don't know who got it. But <laughs> and I'm telling you, that's how God, he blesses us. He blesses us and he protects us. He protects our finances. In the old tithing, in the old covenant, tithing was required. I mean, if you go back and read that, it says it's a curse on you. And some people, some pastors still like to preach that curse. You know, kind of make you feel as guilty as we can. Uh, you know, if you don't tithe, you're under the curse. But that was the Old Testament, and that was required. That's no longer the, the case for you and I. You see, we're, uh, we're part of the new covenant. And therefore, we're free from the curse of the law. Now, therefore, there is no curse. There is no, there is no discipline associated with not tithing. You absolutely do not have to tithe. And God's going to still love you. You can walk out of here and you can go to church the rest of your life and you can never drop a dime in the offering plate. You can never tithe and God will still love you. He'll still love you. There's nothing you can do to get God to love you anymore and there's nothing you can do to get God to love you any less. God just loves us. And so whether you ever tithe or not, you cannot stop the love of God in your life. Instead, when we choose to tithe from our own free will, it releases God to be able to actively act on our behalf by opening the floodgates of blessing and keeping the devourer from eating up our blessings. Another important purpose about tithing is found in Deuteronomy 14.23. God says the purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. You see, tithing not only puts your money where it belongs, it puts God where he belongs. Tithing is a matter of what you think about God. So there's some questions in your program. They might be on the screen. That just something for you to think about as we get to the end of this. You're probably saying, man, I came out in the snowstorm to hear about tithing. I knew it was going to tithe. I stayed home. I mean, but here's the first question. Do you trust the person of God that he will keep his word? Second question is, do you trust the power of God to meet every financial need that you have? Do you trust the promise of God to open the floodgates of blessing on your life if you will honor him? 
If the answer to those questions is yes, you won't say, man, I got a tithe. Man, I got a tithe. Pastor talked about tithe and I got a tithe. No, you'll say, man, I get the tithe. I get the tithe. I don't know about you, but I don't know of a better deal. I know a good deal when I see it. I give 10%. I keep 90%. God turns the wheel and he pours so much blessing in my life that it actually becomes a problem for me to deal with. I mean, he said to whom little is given, if we're faithful to the little he's given us, he will make us over, the, over much more and put us in charge over much more. I mean, it actually becomes a problem for me to deal with because there's so much blessing that there's not room enough for me to deal with it, to handle it. So I have to build another. On top of that, he will keep the devourer from chipping away at my blessing. So now that you know the benefits of God's promises, if you do tithe, why wouldn't you tithe? I mean, I, I really would love, if, you know, if somebody's in here or online and I, I love just to have a confidential conversation with the person that tonight decides, you know what, I'm not going to tithe. I don't care what he says. I don't care what the Bible says. I don't care what God says. I'm not going to tithe. I'd love to know. I'd love to have that conversation. Just sit down in my office over a cup of coffee that you buy and, <laughs> and we have that conversation. And you tell me why. Yeah, you know, I know what you say. Well, it's an Old Testament thing. Well, Jesus and Matthew talked about tithing as well. He says, you tithe, you do that very well. But it's justice and mercy that you don't do so well with. So Jesus wasn't abolishing the tithe. He, he was saying, you know, it's good to tithe. You know, if we go by what Jesus says, he says, I want all of you, all of you. I want you to open all of me. If, you, if I want 100%, I want you to give 100%. You know, I, anyway, that's enough of that. So based on everything that we've talked about today, let me ask a question. Are you ready to take up God's on his tithe challenge? It's not a, not a Pepsi challenge, it's God's challenge. Before you answer that, I'd like for you to watch this video. I'm Cherry. I'm Jeremy, and we accepted the tithe challenge. Last year, Jeremy uh, was the one that decided that we would accept the tithe challenge and we went home and we discussed numbers and I will definitely say Buddy and Gay always talk about giving with a cheerful heart and when the number came up I was not so cheerful. I was scared to death um, but because Jeremy's a spiritual leader I said okay and plugged in the magical number and I made him hit the go button. I could not send that money off but we did and we've been doing it ever since and I mean every Everything that comes in, we give the 10% and there's no going back. As a uh, single income household, that was uh, a lot of pressure on me, but I knew it was the uh, right thing to do and what God had been calling me to do. And about a month after we accepted the tithe challenge and gave that uh, first tithe, my position was opened at my uh, work and I applied for it and was promoted within two week period. So that was just a little token of, you know, God saying, hey, thanks for being obedient. Now, uh, probably four months later, uh, I actually got a 4% increase in my salary. So 
it was just another blessing for being obedient and not just financially but uh spiritual blessings uh mending of relationships it's all kind of coming together and it i feel strongly that's because we're just being obedient to god absolutely god's opened the floodgates in their life not only financially he said but in our spiritual lives and in our relationships with others. That's a pretty powerful testimony. So I put a commitment card, a tithe challenge card in your program, and you can take it out. If you're online, Kelly's putting some instructions on there, but you can also go on your app. There's a, right at the top, there's a tithe challenge if you didn't get a card. And if you're online today or tomorrow, uh, there would uh, be placed there for you to uh, Go to a link on the website. If you open the website, it's on there as well. But the tithe card says a 90-day tithe challenge. I just want to challenge you because um, uh, God challenged. He said, test me in this. And, uh, and these, the card says, in order to unlock God's blessing in my life, I'm accepting the Salem Fields Community Church 90-day tithe challenge. I agree that from the date below, my household will contribute to God through Salem Fields Community Church a tithe equal to 10% of your income. At the end of the 90-day period, if I do not believe that God will bless my life as a result of my obedience to Malachi 3.10, the test challenge, then, can I request, then I can request a refund of the full amount of my contributions made during the 90-day period. I also understand that I will receive my refund within 30 days of my written request. So we're just joining God at Salem Fields. We're just rejoining God in this tithe challenge and, um, and just saying to you, that um, if you tithe and you're saying, man, I'm struggling with that, give it a shot for 90 days. If you don't see blessing in your life, now you might go home and something, you might take the challenge and things may not go as way as you want it the first day because there is an enemy who come in and say, you are an idiot. But if you'll stick with it for 90 days, we've done this for years and years and years and years and we've never had anybody come and say, you know what, God didn't bless me, I want my money back. Maybe you've taken the tithe challenge before and you've not been successful. We'll try again. Give it another shot. And see if God doesn't pour open the floodgates of heaven on your life. And if God doesn't do that, then God's lied. And the Bible says he cannot lie. And so I just want to challenge you tonight. Father, I thank you. I pray, Father, that for every person that's in this place tonight, those that are worshiping online with us, Lord, I just pray, dear God, that you will just open our hearts, Lord, to just push that button that unlocks that reservoir of spiritual blessings on our lives. God, I, I, I just read a few blessings. But God, you want to bless us beyond what we can imagine, God. And, and Lord, part of that key to that blessing is to trust you with our whole lives. And so God, when we, I just believe God, when we tithe, we're saying to you, God, I trust you with my whole life and that you'll pour out more blessing than we can even have room for. Thank you, Father, for that promise. I pray, Father, for that person tonight or persons or many, hopefully, Lord, that will take the tithe challenge and trust you, God. I just pray, Lord, that you would bless our going home tonight in the snow. I just pray, God, that you will be with us throughout this weekend. And God, may we settle in and 
and just enjoy the blessings that you provide for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to stand and worship together, and you can fill out the card, and there will be a bucket at the end or at the, as you leave tonight. If you're online, you'll just send that thing off, and it'll show up here for us. And we'll just, uh, over this next 90 days, you'll get an email from Gay and I just encouraging you along the way. And just want you to be able to know that we're with you in this. And if all else fails, we'll give you your money back. But I trust God that he will bless you beyond what you can even imagine. So let's worship together.
tonight. You guys, thank you so much for coming out. For those online, that was awesome. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. We want you guys to enjoy the snow. Hey, I just want to say about tithing, it really isn't about money. It's about putting God first in your life. And for those of us that have been doing it, we know the blessings of God. So I'm, I, I can't, honestly, I can't stop talking about it because it's just such an important thing in our lives. So we love you guys, and we'll see you next time. All right?